0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Cloud Wars live and the digital revolution is steaming full ahead here in a number of different ways, touching really every aspect of our lives. And we are delighted to have one of our new monthly guests on Cloud Wars live. Christian Anschutz is an entrepreneur. He is a former captain in the Marine Corps. He was a chief digital officer, chief information officer, an adventure founder of a great nonprofit and all around good cuddly, wonderful guy. Christian, great to have you here on Cloud Wars Live.
1: Well, you know, I, I've been introduced many times. That has to be the first time I've ever heard cuddly. So <laughs> thank you for adding that to the uh, the bio or intro.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, Christian, I figure it, it might not be the first thing that jumps out at people, but, you know, once they get to know you a little, and I think as you talk about some things here, that'll come through. And, um, Christian, you know, uh, we've had the opportunity to know each other 12, 15 years or so. And you're just, I think, one believe of the it. most, does that seem about right?
1: Yeah, and it's a long time. It's hard to believe it's been that long.
0: Yeah. So I I, I think one of the things that's really struck me over that time is, you know, we, we've all met, you know, some of the sort of alpha dogs who whose life purpose seems to be, you know, to prove to others that they are the alpha dog or the leader, you don't do that. And you have a Wonderful, quiet way of building up rapport with people. And then I think it's more like one of those things where you lead through who you are and a fundamental belief in some pretty core principles. So I just wanted to tell the folks here in the audience that uh, our monthly discussions will be broadly on the subject of Anschutz on leadership. And within a part of that, Christian, I know it's a favorite subject of yours these days, you wanted to talk some about universal truths. So I want to just kick it over to you and let you sort of uh, begin to tell your story here a little bit and maybe some things that are top of mind to you today about universal truths here in late February of uh, 2021.
1: Well, thank you again for that introduction. I I would start with a universal truth that uh, kind of relates to your introduction here. Um, Nobody, nobody masters leadership. It's just not done. We should all consider ourselves students of leadership. So even hearing Antshoots on leadership almost makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Like it sounds like I'm coming from a position on high. I've made every possible mistake there's ever been to make. <laughs> and uh, you know at the same time, I've, I've hopefully learned from those. Uh, and I've hopefully learned from the great examples of others. And I've also learned from the terrible examples of others. Uh, and I continue to do so, I hope, uh, with both an open mind and an honest heart. Uh, and I think there's a universal truth, though, in there that um, those that think that they have mastered leadership are, you know, it's, it's kind of hu- like humility. The people that say I'm humble are actually usually the least humble. Right. Um, but there's, you know, I, 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 let me start with a uni- what seems like a universal truth. OK, so I do a lot of consulting and uh, advising to you know, very senior executives in uh, many great firms, great brands, Uh Across the United States and even internationally, I've come to the conclusion, Bob, and maybe you can help me with this, help our audience with this. I've come to the conclusion that a lot of some of the most senior executives actually don't know what they're responsible for. In the topic of say like digital, this is this is the subject here, right? It could it could be anything. First of all, when you if you're talking about a um, something like I'm gonna we're gonna cha- change the business model of this company okay and by the way on the on the hit list of every CEO worldwide is this word digital transformation right you know this right this is your subject um, they know there's something out there they don't know what it is they're un- uncomfortable in fact do they have the capability to recognize it if they have the capability do they have the ability to seize it are they going to be around for the next decade the next 50 years the next hundred years they're not sure and they're uncomfortable. And so they assign somebody to this position, which is, you know, the topic of your, partly the topic of your show, that's digital, all things digital. And they say, okay, lead us to a digital transformation. Now, out of all the management management teams I've seen for companies, let's say the average number is 10. How many of those 10 people in any given firm do you think actually would describe the word digital with the same definition? What do you think? Two? Yeah, Yeah, maybe two to four. Uh, two to four, but how do you advance something? Just skip the word digital. And again, the, 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 concept here is, you know, do executives really know what they're responsible for? Um, If you, if you're not even using the word the same way, and it could be anything like digital or transformation or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, how are you actually going to do it? I mean, isn't establishing a lexicon, isn't that a universal truth that we have to speak like this and connect as opposed to do this. I think in our society right now, we got too much of this as it is. In some ways, we almost have to step back so we can surge forward and say, are we actually saying the same thing? Are we understanding each other? Are we listening to one another? And again, this goes back full circle. And I don't mean to be preachy here because again, I'm learning all the time too. At leadership, we sometimes just have to pause and make sure our most basic assumptions. Like, do we even see the word? in the same fashion, we, we, we take a step back so we can go forward. And so I just in terms of universal truth, this is one that struck me as something I've encountered quite a bit in the last uh, number of weeks.
0: Yeah, Kristen, uh, that uh, the, the question, the question you asked early on there about um, leadership and are, are people in those positions aware of what it is they're supposed to be doing? What is it they're responsible for? What should the top priorities be? I happen to be speaking to a very, very bright young man the other day. And he's currently working at an advertising agency. He'd been an entrepreneur. He's now at an ad agency. He's enjoying that, but you can tell this young guy, he's going to go, he's going to go wherever he wants. We're just talking about some things. And I said, you know, one of the things that people in, at some point in their lives, maybe it's early, I hope it's more something that, you know, people don't succumb to until middle age or, or, or beyond that, but we get, trapped by concepts right that from the past right that this is what my industry is this is what my company is this is what we do and what we don't do for customers this is what my title is i'm a vice president so i'm you know more (laughs) important i'm this i'm this title this title and they forget they they put so many boundaries and fences and i I might call them like you know those invisible dog fences around themselves they 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 start to live in a smaller world. And I just think that's, that is so sad. It is so sad to see. And then when you're, that happens to somebody in a leadership position where it's not only yourself that you're limiting, but dozens or hundreds or thousands of people, it's awful. And um, your notion here, we got to get down to some fundamental universal truths and understand. What does digital mean? What does leadership mean? What's our What's our company about? What? Because Christian, I think the same thing. You know, what does digital mean? You ask ten people. Ask ten people on the leadership team. What business are we in? I bet you get some pretty different answers.
1: Well, and there's this, and there's this problem too. It, because leadership is also about. I mean, it's it's about sometimes putting yourself out there, and it's and putting yourself out there. I mean, having the courage to say the things that are. Are, are right, but difficult, mm-hmm. right? The courage of maybe doing something different in front of a group that wants to maintain the status quo. I mean, this is, these are just two simple examples of uh, the, you know, sort of the very essence of leadership of which we don't really see that much of. So I'll give you an example. Uh, again, most firms have got this on the CEO's top five list, you know, number one, two or three with a bullet is, mm-hmm. is this transformation, especially incumbents. Let's, and I'm really speaking about large incumbents. Uh, mid cap to large cap uh, incumbents. Okay. So they, they, they have to do this thing. Right. And, um, they, 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 they lack the, the courage in many cases to go and say, look, I've got to do this thing and I've got to use this very common word and I got to use it well. And that word is, and work with me. How many CEOs do you know that have been fired for uh, having just a, just a, an ambiguous or insufficiently inspiring long-term vision. Mm-hmm. Hold that. Let me ask the next question. How many of you know that have CEOs that have been fired for not making their numbers one quarter, two quarters, maybe three quarters in a row? Okay. So you like there's a great book out, um, Winning Now, Winning Later. Is a great example. Uh, former CEO of uh, Honeywell. Um, how you have to have the mindset of and which is, I've got to win today, but I have to figure out how to also invest and win tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the problem is going back to those couple uh, leadership problems uh, or challenges that require courage. Leaders have to have the courage and go, look, I got to maintain and protect the core of my business, but I also have to figure out how to leverage that core in new and innovative ways. This is where digital really comes in, right? New and innovative ways that might be radically different and then cause the organization to go, why are we doing this? This is different. Oh my God, this is scary. And you got to stand up to that. And this, this notion of and is a very inclusive word. You would think it would be easy, but it's not. And we see firms with this short-term itis issue of you know, getting fired for missing quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, that are completely unconcerned in the reality. They'll speak to it, but they're unconcerned about making sure their company survives for the next generation of employees. And, and these, I think our, our companies need to understand that what is expected of them, shareholders yeah, maybe, um, but certainly I think society, customers and whatnot, is that you survive to fight another year. And, uh, and I, I think our companies could use a little bit more help in this regard because digital is so moving so fast. I mean, it's transforming these companies. Everybody's like, oh, COVID accelerated the digital transformation. No, all it really did is make people go, "Oh my God, that we actually do have to do something different." It didn't bestow some. It didn't bestow this courage, and it certainly didn't bestow the, uh, the knowledge, the culture. This is key: the culture in order to pursue that and, and look in new and different ways, uh, new and different arenas for their future business models. It's the old BCG matrix. The company's got to start throwing out these digital question marks left and right so that they can figure out how to regenerate and develop their future cash cows.
0: Yeah, Kristen, as you're describing that, right? And, you know, uh, in those early days of it where you get, you know, people throughout the company saying, hey, what, we're going to do that? That's different. That's hard. I don't know. Couldn't we, can't just, you know, the other parts of the company change, but let let my part sort of continue to, you know, do its thing here. Uh That's where that critical role of leadership, I think, of jumping in and trying to remove as much of the fear from the situation as possible. And I always, uh, in those situations, I think so much of uh, first the book, Band of Brothers, and then the TV series. And they all said about Dick Winters, you know, the leader of the group there said, he always. Took the most dangerous job he always was the one who did the hardest thing he always went into the scariest situation first he never expected somebody to do what he wouldn't do and by doing that if he didn't completely eliminate the fear from others in there he at least showed them this is the way forward you know come on let's go we can do this together and i i guess your point at the end too about culture comes into this so much the technology helps enable that stuff to happen right as which we've talked about before but if you don't have the culture leading on these things out front you could buy all the technology for the greatest stuff in the world and put it everywhere it it, it's going to fail right if you don't have that cultural imperative out front
1: oh so true i'll give you a classic example that again in the technology realm okay how many tens of millions, even billions of dollars of company wasted on the cyber industry. I mean, we have spent so much money on tools and people, et cetera, et cetera. And still to this day, the weakest link is the person that clicks the attachment and allows the, you know, that the, the, the basically takes the hook on a phishing attempt and uh, and boom, all the way, the you know, the bad guys, bad girls, whatever, get into, uh, you know, the, into the organization. It, you know, technology... It, First of all, here's another example. Okay, leaders in this day and age, if you think that there's a silver bullet technology answer, uh, resign, please, the board needs you to leave, Uh, your shareholders, your employees, your customers need you to leave your organization. There are no silver bullet technology answers. Get an excellent strategy, one that means something to the market and to your employees together. Govern your organization, in other words, focus your resources so that you can execute that strategy that informs action, right? Build into your strategy, into your approach, culture. In other words, people are the mechanism and they are your most valuable resource in order to propel your uh, strategy forward and then acquire the technology that enables that. What happens usually is the other way around. Our strategy is make our numbers. Okay, (laughs) that's not a strategy, but (laughs) okay. Uh, Our strategy is gonna make our numbers. And oh, by the way, it's gonna save us a ton of money if we implement this new whatever. And then we wonder why, you know what, is it 60 to 70% of these projects fail? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, for that matter, why do M&As fail so often? It's a function of leadership. It's absolutely a function of leadership. I mean, what's the percentage of M&As that are actually successful? The number is so small, it's it's staggering. Depending on who you believe, it's somewhere down around 25 to 35% are actually successful. And yet we still buy companies and then we try to assimilate them, the master organization with the core. And the, and again, because we can't do the and, it assimilates the culture, it weeds out everything that was great about the company yeah. that you were going to, that you bought them for in the first place. Yeah. And then a bunch of executives in a, in a boardroom are going, what happened? <laughs> or more likely, let's be honest. I mean, let's just be honest in these, uh, these podcasts, but they don't even address it. They don't even call it a failure. And so how do you actually get better if you don't review what your actions were and figure out how to improve them? Which brings me to a last sort of rambling point here. Continuous improvement. One of the biggest shams in the history of corporate America. I'll tell you what, if you want to do commu- uh, continuous improvement, learn from the Marine Corps. There is no action without an after action. And that culture of I did a thing now I'm going to review the thing a small thing or a huge thing and I'm going to learn I'm going to have very very candid dialogue Bob you did that great That was awesome thank you but you also screwed this up I need to do that better I need you not to do that and I need you to tweak this a little bit those kind of things whether you're talking about the implementation of a new process or the acquisition of a 500 million dollar company absolutely critical I think I'm dominating this conversation. You pulled the thread on it and it got me going. I'm sorry, Bob.
0: <laughs> hey, man, you're the star of the show. You're supposed to be doing the talking here. Now, Chris, it's, it's wonderful. Um, I want to come back to that in one second, but first, just a quick word from our sponsor here, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A-game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets, where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A-game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash A-game. So, uh, Kristen, that, uh, the, those leadership gaps and that uh, are are often accompanied right by that perhaps understandable but terribly flawed uh Leaning on or reliance upon buzzwords, digital transformation, make our numbers next quarter. Uh, you know, continuous improvement, change management, you know, blah, 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 blah. And God, you know, God knows the technology industry has uh, supplied an endless number of these, you know, cure alls into the mix there. So We have that on one side, and I wanted to go back to something you said earlier in the conversation here, where you mentioned, uh, you know, that you've been doing a fair amount of consulting with CEOs, CXOs. And I wanted to know, um, as you do more of this in these pretty crazy times that we're in right now, uh, wonderful, you know, high opportunity times as well when you go in and talk with these folks, you know, there's a range of things they could bring up to you. What's the first thing that generally you find they want to talk to you about? What, what sort of is, what's driving them to reach out and bringing this guy to help me?
1: Well, it's, it's for me, given my background, it is uh, somewhere uh, somehow related to how we started this conversation. It's not necessarily digital per se. It is, how do I de- figure out where my next great big market opportunity is and how do I then target it with my core capabilities plus these new and innovative business models that are enabled by technology. And again, that's that there's something out there, there's a threat, there's an opportunity, there is something out there. Do I have in my organization that sort of, that, that digital muscle, if you will, that innovation muscle, let's put it that way, the real innovation muscle, And here's, it gets important. Everybody's innovative, right? But most firms are incrementally innovative versus transformationally innovative. Mm -hmm. And so they're really wondering how do I become transformationally innovative and create this muscle that allow me to keep up with the market. And that's the firm uh, that I'm interested in. And it's what every firm out there should be talking about. It is the most important topic but maybe not true if you are a short-term-itis person because I don't need to be transformationally innovative. I'm only going to be around for two years and I'm going to get my payout and whatnot. I think our leaders need to lead for longer than the next one quarter or even one or two years. And I I think it's time for us to look at business differently because if that's how we've created a, a cast of very senior leaders, and in fact, even boards, I think it's time for that to change.
0: Well, Christian, you mentioned boards just now and you did a few minutes ago, and not, you know, I think appropriately, not in a very flattering light. They just sort of look past some of these things. So, boards have audit committees, compensation committees, uh, you know, the qualified financial experts. Some are bringing in a qualified technology expert. Maybe that some boards ought to think about a, uh, you know, let's have a leadership committee on this board here, right? Somebody who looks into these things because without that sort of focused, modern, capable, confident, uh, and type of leadership in there. Again, all these great ideas and blah, 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 they strategies can all come together. But without that leadership, it's just not going to work.
1: So let me tell you a true story. I have tons of true stories. I I, uh, (laughs) always abstain from naming names, good or bad. And and a board member was uh, saying to me, you know, Christian, it's, This company that I'm a a, a director for, I don't know what's going on. I feel, I feel, my gut tells me that we have a problem because they only, I never hear about like big innovative stuff they're doing. I'm only hearing about how they're managing to, you know, the 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 next quarter or the, they're kind of managing in real time in their in their short term forecast. And I just simply said, well, let me ask you a question up your agenda, what are you asking for? Mm -hmm. They don't ask for it. So (laughs) here you've got board members that the the thing they care about is is the financial forecasts exactly in accordance with what the the person was saying. Okay, I want to know how you're doing this quarter and what you look like in terms of making your year. Okay, great. Where did you ask to know how this company is going to regenerate itself and throw those question marks out there, right? So that it can ensure that that company exists for that next generation of leaders, that next generation of employees and that next generation of markets and customers. And if you're not asking that question to the board, then again, I think the company needs to constitute a new board. I mean, this is this and needs to start at the board. If it doesn't start at the CEO and, and candidly, they both need to be doing this, but we're locked into these patterns. Again, if I'm in. The board, if I'm a board member for say a large automotive company, I'm wondering why we're not making more cars faster and cheaper. Incrementally innovation, incremental innovation is I want my cars faster, cheaper, more horsepower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And there's a reason why it took Tesla to come out of nowhere and make them all go, oh my God. That's exactly, and and this this model of how Tesla has disrupted automotive is true for every single industry in every single society, everywhere. Because the companies can't, they, they're, they're, they're not often, often, I'm not ever saying always, they're often simply not courageous enough to look at their model and go, hey, look, I'm not in transportation. I'm in, I, I don't, I'm not a manufacturer of cars. I'm actually an information collector. Or even as audacious as I'm looking to build cars, not to generate revenue, but to drive down emissions simultaneously why i'm building rockets all in order to either save the planet or be able to escape it if i'm not able to mm-hmm. i'm not endorsing any one company i'm using this as an
0: example yeah something that's uh, sort of outside the mainstream right was you know everybody else sort of there What what is that line about you know if you're not the lead sled dog the views all the same uh and you know it's it's not real great but um yeah, Christian, I, I tell you, you know, over the last 12 or 18 months, it's it's been both, you know, incredibly inspiring and also in some ways, just somewhere between disappointing and discouraging to see this split in that we see in companies driven by leadership, some that are doing such remarkable interesting, courageous, bold, new things going out and making the future instead of having letting the future happen to them. And then on the other side, you see some once great companies, you know, in any industry, you can name that just for again, whatever the hell reason, just figured like, ah, you know, all this stuff's changing all around us. But maybe if we just pull the covers up a little tighter over our head, and don't ask any questions and don't look around, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll just be able to you know, slip through here and, and everything will be okay if we just, you know, stick to our knitting and, uh, and, and play it safe. Uh, and I just think, you know, it's, yeah, you know, great technology, great marketing, positioning, great salespeople, engineers, all that make a difference. But if you don't have that person at the top who sets a tone, who sets an attitude, who sets the culture, and who is willing to be the first to do stuff before he or she asks anybody else to do it. you know, we, we, Nobody has five years to play catch up and hope to get it right the next time.
1: No, I think the die off, as we talked in our last uh, conversation, the die off, the, 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 the path to extinction for swaths of companies across entire segments and in industries is gonna be massive. And, uh, and I think we have yet to actually see the, the dying happen, but the withering on the vine is pretty apparent. Yeah, and, uh, you know the question is again for these leaders, um, do, can they be bold enough to say and, and and mean it? And not use the word. We've had enough of that, Bob. Using words without substance, but actually invest, invest in in these 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 forays, if you will, these explorations of you know new businesses, new business models, and do it in, in a in a meaningful fashion where the core doesn't. You know, kill um, the very things that it's trying to give birth to.
0: So, Kristen, you know, as we start to wind up here, um, could I ask you? And I, I, I know it's a little bit of a trite question, but could you sort of pull together as you know you become a regular here? Could you pull together the three things that you think are imperative about leadership, and that's something that every leader, no matter how successful or not he or she has been, ought to sit down and look at these things and say, "Am I?" Do I have a handle on these things? Do I, do, am I focusing on the right issues?
1: Ooh, well, that's a big one. Uh, so <laughs> uh, this seems like the kind of thing I should prepare for. Uh, I, gotcha. Uh, let me, no, let me, let me take a stab at it. First yeah. of all, I think as leaders, I think there is um, for the 50,000, 500,000 books about leadership, I think it's pretty simple there is the first category is there is a set of principles and characteristics in which all leaders should hold themselves accountable for. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't vary. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't care if this is 18th century or it's the 21st century. You talked about it, leadership by example. If you don't do it, get out of the way. Okay. These, this is simple principle. It's a simple principle. And yet, do we all know it? Do we all practice it? Anyway, the first part is this um, leadership characteristics and principles. I think that is, needs to be a, a, an area to think about. The next one is very closely related, which is uh, enabling and empowering culture, or culture as a strategy. Uh, it, we could talk sometime about um, uh, Project Aristotle that Google did, some really interesting findings there. It gives a nice uh, d- discussion of what actually does matter the most for creating the highest performing organizations and i could use uh you know one of my favorite organizations uh, the united states marine corps as an example and what it is that project aristotle calls out that the marine corps uses to such a great effect to create a a, a small group i mean less than 200,000 people uh women and men that actually do some of the most impossible and incredible things <laughs> and then the last one if we got the leadership principles and characteristics, we got empowering uh, uh, culture. Then I would say it's it's uh, the uh, for organizations. It's then combine the two in search of your next future, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that again. That's sort of that that capability, that muscle, if you will, to explore new markets, new customers, and new markets, and provide them new value through new models. Yeah. I would, as we wrap up here, like to uh, offer one one Christian leadership pet peeve per show. (laughs) please. Uh So it's the power of a word. So we started with this notion of a word. We all have to understand what in the case, uh, I think we use the word digital to start this off. Do we all mean the same thing in an organization when you say we're going to be digital or whatever it is that you're saying about the word? Um, Here's a powerful word. The word is I. I, an incredible, important word. Leaders should use it for sure. I am responsible for this mistake. I miscalculated. I have a lot to learn. I, etc. But when you start talking about successes, when you start talking about the wins, it's we, it's them, it's us, it's together. One of my pet peeves is leaders that talk about all the good things, and they start it with the word I. I think the word I for leaders needs to be at the beginning of the sentences that are a little less flattering, like I am responsible for us not making the numbers this quarter. Mm -hmm. So that's Christian's pet peeve for this uh, 26th day of February
0: 2021. (laughs) Well, that's a great one, Chris, and that is a, that'll be a hallmark, I think, of each episode, that'd be great. And, you know, we'll have to think about maybe get those out there at the beginning, and uh, let that form some of the conversation. But even at the end, that that's pretty powerful. And it's so funny, right? Because people are complex individuals, multi-layered, multifaceted, but wow, do we reveal a lot about ourselves in a very short period of time when we use that I versus we in uh, in all the wrong ways. I mean, I, I don't think anybody ever does that unwittingly or by mistake. It's That's a revelation of the deep soul of that person. Oh, so true. Oh, so true. <laughs> and uh, you know what, Christian, just a closing thought on that. I've had the good good fortune throughout my life to get to play a lot of different sports. And I, I don't mean to elevate sports to you know one of your universal truths, but there is something I found about the, the sport of basketball. I found it was the sport that I felt exposed the characters or the nature of, the, of individuals playing that game more than others do. I mean, all sports do, but I think that one really, really did that. And there are basketball versions of uh, you know, hey, we blew out our numbers this year, and let me tell you how I led that effort. Um we didn't make our numbers this year, and it was the manufacturing department, and it was, you know, blah blah, blah everybody else but me. so there there are parallels of that in basketball and uh leaders today, right there's 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 not a long timeline, and they they gotta get those things right. So you talked about, you know, principles and culture. And then how do you combine those and sort of operationalize those things, get them out into the system. That's a great thing. And be careful how you use I and we. Indeed. <laughs> well, my friend, thank you. This is this has been wonderful. It is uh, it is great to have you back here at Cloud Wars Live. And we look forward to, to other conversations with you, Christian. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much. And, I, you know, I, I would... Have welcome any opportunity to chat with you under any circumstances, anytime, recorded or not. I always get a lot out of these conversations. And uh, as we are both students of many different things, I think these conversations are really an opportunity for us all to potentially walk away having learned something. So with that, thank you so much.
0: All right, Christian. Great. And to all of you who are with us, thank you very much for being with us. We look forward to seeing you again soon. And we'll have Christian back next month to also for some further adventures in and shoots on leadership thanks for being with us see you next time